Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the podcast. Well, today's topic is something I think you will find, well, intriguing, or maybe even find it as a lifeline if you're getting blamed right now. Yes, we're going to talk about how to take ownership when you get blamed. Are you being told something is your fault? Do you feel blamed or even worse, shamed for current or past circumstances? Your instinct is likely to make excuses or justify outcomes. But listen to this, blaming anything including a bad economy or bad employees, is a dangerous place for aspiring leaders. It is a trap. Instead of taking the bait, tell those blaming you, say, yeah, that's the point. Embrace everything is your fault. You own it all. That is such a power move. Listen to this quote from Jocko Willink. I am the leader. And I am responsible for everything that happens, the good and the bad. And yes, this is my fault. What a power move. What do people do with that? Because once you acknowledge this reality, now you can move forward. You can go into problem solving mode. You can start to proactive problem solve and search for solutions. And according to Ryan Holiday, our ego is what gets in the way. He says our ego is the enemy. And it is challenging to combat our ego. Some people even say it's painful. And it feels terrible when others point that finger of blame at us. Richard Nicastro says it's a, well, it has a name. It's called a game in the sense that we get so caught up in blaming others for something that happened or what we do not like in our lives that we distract ourselves from where our responsibility lies. And when you're the leader, accept it and own it. Stop rationalizing excuses and even worse, stop accepting excuses. Move forward. You own it. It is always your fault if you're the leader. And blame from your boss? Well, that can be horrible. And you instinctively want to deflect the blame or even worse, deny ownership. What I'm saying today is resist the temptation of the fragile ego. Give yourself a higher reputation and take more ownership. And guess what? When you take ownership of others' mistakes, You look more prominent in the mind of others, including your boss, because you are exercising a power move. I will take care of it sounds intense. It is her fault, says weakness. And in his book, The Forgiving Self, psychoanalyst Robert Karen describes blame as an absorbent, as an absorbent. It soaks up sadness, he writes. It dries the tears. It provides an opportunity and a target for fury, which is felt 
as preferable to experiencing pain or loss. Don't you love that? Blame as an absorbent. We use blame to absorb problems in our life. We use blame to soak up sadness in our life. But when you sidestep blame by ignoring it, you gain leverage. You dissolve the power blame creates in your life. In some cases, you deserve the bitter taste of blame. Accept it and commit to learning from the experience. Admitting fault does not make you appear weak. Instead, it shows maturity, it shows courage, and it shows a high degree of self-awareness. Avoid shifting blame, people. And you may not be the only person to blame in each situation. There may have been other contributors. But just remember this. The wise response is to focus on yourself and your actions. Even if others do not own up to their mistakes, you will have accepted your wrongdoings. Do not, do not postpone taking ownership. Waiting to see how things happen is not an effective strategy. As soon as things start looking bad, own your responsibility and you can move forward with a solution. Communicate with those affected and admit your mistakes early. It makes you look strong. You will only postpone problems if you deflect ownership. And the truth is eventually going to get discovered. And just remember, the truth is a shortcut to what's going to happen anyway. Let me say that again. The truth is just a shortcut to what's going to happen anyway. Others will figure you out and they'll figure out that you had the chance to step up when you did not. And sharing blame with others may sound tempting because there's safety in numbers. But guess what happens? Others, including your boss, will eventually determine that you prefer to share your responsibilities with others. You prefer to share the blame with others. And again, you look weak. So think about this. The root word in responsibility is response, the ability to respond. You can respond in a difficult situation. If your child is your responsibility, you respond to her needs. If she is hungry, you can feed her. It is your responsibility and you own it. So think about how you can respond instead of sharing blame. Now, another weak move is to play the victim. Victim mentality is an exaggerated sense of sorrow over one's own life, role, roles, and circumstance. We can all experience it, but for some, it is a toxic habit, like any self-defense mechanism. It can ease the pain and make us feel safe. But here's the catch. It causes more damage than the pain hides. Listen to this quote by Paul Monette. Self-pity becomes your oxygen but you learned to breathe it without a gasp. So nobody even notices you are hurting. 
Don't you love that? And here's another quote from John Gardner. He says, self-pity is easily the most destructive of narcotics. It is addictive. It gives momentary pleasure and separates the victim from reality. Victimhood gets you stuck. Placing blame on others, placing blame on the past, or placing blame on society is paralysis. You give control of your situation to others. When you are a victim, everything looks different. You have become blind to the problems of others and their challenges. And get this, you literally, literally overdose on the very narcissism that places you at the center of the universe. All you see are the problems around you. You maintain a child's mindset and you feel defenseless. You hide behind the costumes of a self-fulfilling prophecy that the world is out to get you. And availability bias makes you see what you are looking for as the victim. And I love this quote from Anthon Martin. Self-pity is spiritual suicide. It is an indefensible self-mutilation of the soul. Self-pity takes you from feeling like the, the victim to actually becoming a victim. And it becomes dangerous when you expect someone else to rescue you from your creation of reality. And just like negativity, self-pity becomes a habit. And that, my friends, is a discussion for another day. So I want you to think about this from a psychological perspective. Psychologists call the way we view things, the way we view reality, as either the internal locus of control or an external locus of control. And when you have an internal locus of control, you have a higher levels of personal responsibility. You take ownership of your decisions. You hold yourself accountable for your actions. You work hard for the things you want. And people with high locus of control, well, you enjoy better health, you have lower stress levels, and you are less likely to be overweight. You achieve more goals and have an increased confidence and self-esteem. Hmm. On the other hand, when you have an external locus of control, you blame external factors for your circumstances. You actually start seeing people or things as reasons for not achieving your own goals. You are influenced by other people, feel caught up in the flow of life, and feel powerless, powerless to change. You feel hopeless when faced with difficult choices or situations, and you suffer from more preventable health issues, lead a sedentary lifestyle, and are prone to anxiety and stress. You tend to feel unsure about yourself and your abilities, and you are much less likely to strive for the things you want in life. 
Hmm. So you are more likely to suffer from preventable health issues. Remember, we're talking about external locus of control, not internal locus of control. You lead a passive lifestyle. You're prone to anxiety and stress. And you tend to feel unsure about yourself and your abilities. And you're less likely to strive for the things you want in life. Taking ownership means noticing your blaming tendencies. When you blame, when you allow someone else to blame you, you acknowledge the part you play in the situation. So I want you to stop complaining as an automated response. Stop being automatic about complaining. Make taking ownership your automated response and you become a better leader. Practice saying it is my fault. It is always my fault. I own it. I take ownership of the situation. And take back your power and look for solutions. When you hold yourself personally accountable for reality, you are more likely to take ownership of your own actions. You actually build a sense of accountability to yourself. And being accountable to others can also provide additional support during tough situations by ensuring you do not fall back into previous behavior patterns. And if you need more help, join an accountability group to remind you to keep on track. I think every human should belong to a mastermind group, a group of people who have no agenda other than to help them be or become more successful in life. People who will speak straight to you. People who will be kind to you by telling you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. If you don't have an accountability group in your life, it's a huge opportunity to get better at taking ownership and dealing with blame. You need people who will look at you and give you the hard messages. This podcast is for crazy people. People who do things others are afraid to do. People who move forward when everyone else moves backwards. I want you to stay in touch with me. If you want to actually ask more questions about this podcast, if you want to to maybe even make a suggestion about future podcast episodes, you can get more information at www.johngrubs.com. That's johngrubs.com. J-O-H-N-G-R-U-B-B-S dot com. There is a ton of free information for you on my website. You can download articles. You can download. I even give away a free book, one of my first leadership books. You can have that book for free at johngrubs.com. There is also a way to become part of my inner tribe. There is premium content there that you can, well, you can have access to. And it's content that I, 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 that many people pay for that I give to people who join the tribe. There's, there's just a lot of ways for you. Like I said, you can email me, you can send me a message through my website and I will respond to your message. This podcast is for people crazy enough to win. Subscribe, share this podcast on all your social media platforms. If you know people who are perpetual victims, 
or people who play the victim card in life, share this podcast with them. My goal is to make a dent in the universe one person at a time. And this podcast is so fortunate to be, well, it's to, it's shared on all the continents. People from all over the world download this podcast. But help people find it by posting it on your social media page, by sharing it wherever you absorb content. Talk about it with others. And if you disagree, let me know. If you disagree with anything that I've shared today, let me know. Because this podcast is for people crazy enough to win. Until next time.